0: Welcome in the house of the Lord, hallelujah. I say to uh, Oral, brother, Oral, we preach the truth in this church, don't we? Amen. Amen. We just got to keep to the word. Uh, I know, like I said, there's a lot of late nights for a lot of people and uh, a few people has got new gifts and uh, excitement around it. And here we sit this morning, praise the Lord. We want to thank everybody that you came this morning to come to the house of the Lord to worship and praise Him. I want to preach to you today. I want to bring you back to this passage in Luke chapter 2. And as I said, it's not going to be a long sermon, but don't keep me to that. Amen. But I want to talk to you today about this chapter. You know, this is the day in the world. This is the day that the whole world came to a still stand, isn't it? You drive out and you drive in the roads and there's nobody. Even on Sundays, it's not as quiet as today. But as you drive through the suburbs... You will see a lot of cars congregated at one house and you drive a little bit further. And there's sounds of joy and merriness and happiness. And it's good, isn't it? I always say, and that's what I said last week to our church folk here, I said, go to your family, spend some time. We we will miss you in church, but we won't hold it against you. Uh, But this morning I'm so glad that people came to hear the word of the Lord and I want to preach that. So this is a day that everything stands still. And I still wonder, I wonder today, if the world still knows what it's all about. Do the world know what this is all about? I mean, this Christmas, it's different from other Christmases. I haven't heard so much about the Jesus Christ or the manger. I've heard a lot about retail shopping and a lot of things happening. And I'll tell you what, as time is going to progress, the message of the cross, the message of the real Christmas... The message of Jesus Christ will disappear in the world. And that's why it's important that we keep on preaching it, keep on talking about it. Amen. I, wanna, I want you to open in Luke chapter 2. If you, if you haven't got a Bible, I've got it there conveniently on the big blackboard. So I want you to follow with me as I, as I read through this. For over the last week, since last Sunday, I was contemplating about what I will preach today. What I will preach. And, and it's clear as day that the Lord has laid something on my heart to share. Not only to you, but our, our uh, friends over the, uh, the uh, internet as well. There's a lot of our church focus following online. So I want to bring you this message today. So follow with me, if you will, in Luke chapter 2, verse 1. He says, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, That all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house of the lineage of David just want to say at this point in time there are so many prophecies in the old testament that foretold what's happening right here there was so much written about bethlehem and it worked. so you know some people might look at that and say it's just by chance that this happened that this census needed to take place there's nothing in chance in god's work nothing the bible didn't come together by chance And here we find meticulously how the prophecy of the Old Testament come together. Now in verse 5 he says, To be registered with Mary, this is Joseph, he was betrothed to his wife who was with child. Now we all know that that child wasn't his child. We know what the angel said to Mary. But she was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, not by chance, but by design from God. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now the new King James translation has conveniently put that in capital letters in capital letters because who's that it's jesus we know that but the translators in the new king james version put that there if you go to the king james it's still in the small letter but we know we know that he is the promised messiah praise the lord for that can you can you say hallelujah this morning can you say praise the lord this morning this is a significant thing that happened In verse 8 we find now, he says, Now they were in the same country shepherds living out in a field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Just amazed, you know, imagine yourself sitting there in a the field, cold, looking at your sheep, and all of a sudden there's this, this shining around them. You know, I would be afraid. I would run away. I would go, what is going on here? In today's life, they will say it's, it's aliens. But it's not. The Bible talks about this. He says, he says that uh, the glory shone be around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, and I want you to listen now, because this is what I'm going to preach about. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. You know what I want to say this morning, Peter? I want to say praise the Lord. You know what I want to say this morning? I want to say thank you, Lord. You know why? Because I am also part of the all people. Can all the all people put up their hands this morning? I told you I'm going to keep you awake. There's going to be a lot of movement in church today. The old people, can you put up your hands again? I am part of the old people. So, this indeed is good tidings of great joy to the old people. Now, what is this joy? In verse 11, he says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel of a multitude in heaven host praising God and saying saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace good will toward man. Do you think that would be a wonderful choir to see? there's this one angel talking to them and one angel brought the shun of the glory of god around them it brought their attention he says i'm bringing you good tidings of great joy and then all of a sudden heavens open up and there is all of these angels how beautiful you think that's wonderful wait until you get to heaven hallelujah wait until you get to heaven brothers and sisters You know that there is angels in this room today. Do you know that? I believe it with all of my heart because the Bible says it so. There's angels right here, right now. Now we don't follow angels. We don't worship angels because they are messengers from God but if god allows this church today in your eye spectrum because we can see with our eyes in a spectrum in a linear line we can only see in certain bars in a spectrum if he opens up one more spectrum just one you and i will be able to see the angels now you say bring it on why not lord I want to see the angels how i've learned over the time that people want to see angels let me tell you brothers and sisters god is sparing you and me not to open up that extra dimension you will be so frightened of some of the angels you see go read in your bible how they look they don't look like you and me here is that wonderful choir, and they sing the song, of, or they say the song. It wasn't the sing, they were saying the song, they were praising God. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and good will toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste. They found Mary, Joseph and the babe laying in a manger. You see, it's so wonderful if I recall this whole passage here that the angel appeared to shepherds. He appeared to shepherds. Now, let's not romanticize shepherds here. Shepherds in their days were the lowly people. Shepherds were not believed. Shepherds were known to telling lies. Now, I know if I say shepherd, you think about David. Not all the shepherds were like David. Shepherds were known for telling lies. They were known for not being trusted. If, if you go to a court of law back in those days, you can't take a shepherd boy in as your witness. Yet, I love it, that God uses the small things in the world to despise the rich to despise the people who think they know. He come to shepherds and He gave them the good news, the good tidings of great joy. They find Mary and Joseph and the babe lying there. Now when they had seen Him, they made widely known which was told to them concerning this child. Now it's a capital letter. We know who this child is. And all those who heard it marveled those things which were told by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Why? Because she had the experience of the angel appearing to her and saying, You will bear his child, and his name will be called Jesus, for he will take away the sin of your people. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they have heard and seen, and it was told them. Just something that comes up in my mind here, if I think about these shepherds. It's just something a little bit of extra here. It just dawned upon me. These men came. They saw the Messiah. They saw the child in the manger. And they go away glorifying and praising God. Where is the glorifying and praising of God in this day, in this world today? We need to praise God. We need to glorify Him. We need to bring Him honor and praise. I want to talk to you just for a few moments about good tidings of great joy. Good tidings of great joy. It says it there by the angel. He says, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. It is so fascinating that he uses an angel to come and say that to people. You see, if you think about great joy today, there's a lot of people who think about this as being great joy, isn't it? The big red man, the big red man, great joy, he brings great joy to people, ho ho ho, and all the little children run up and down and they are so glad about it. Let me just say and to parents, to Christian parents, I hope and believe that you don't tell your children that Santa Claus brought them their gifts. I hope so, because you are telling them a lie. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I said it, or all I, I said, we preach the truth here, don't we? Amen? I've got to bring it right. (laughs) I know there's fun and there's fun. Amen? But I want you to understand this, brothers and sisters. We need to speak the truth to our children. I've dealt with a young man once and he said to me, it always held it against his parents that when he grew up there was no Santa. He went to all of his wits in his mind to find a Santa. He couldn't find one until he found Christ. And I said, that's the better way. Amen? Oh, there's a great joy this morning about all of these nice little things, the gifts. May I just come back to, it's not Santa who gave you gifts, it's your mom and dad who worked really hard for their money, and they put their money towards something to make you feel loved and cherished. And by the way, they shouldn't have given you anything. You should have already feel loved and cherished by them, as it is, isn't it? Why? Because they give you your love, isn't it? How wonderful it is. Brother Oral, I think somebody wants to come in and they say, if you just want to speak to them, invite them in. And there's a lot of people these days who are around family, and for them this day is all about family or the tree or the yummy food, isn't it? We all love our yummy food. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you already had enough? No, no, it's this afternoon. We're getting ready this afternoon. I mean, you should see me by night. Ah! <laughs> and you know what is the nice thing about christmas you make so much food for the day that you eat for a whole week on that food isn't that right and then and every day you go ah i can't get any more <laughs> and then you wake up and there's something nice and you just put it in you eat how many people over the years after christmas had to go on a diet amen so for some it brings great joy, and this is what the angel said. He says, I bring good tidings of great joy. But is this the joy he was talking about? Is this the joy that he wanted to give people? No, this is not the joy. Now, Brother Oral, I said we're going to talk the truth in church. Yes, amen. So I just want to give you a few facts about Christmas. And, uh, and I want to give you these facts, and I want you to go and fact check me. That's a nice word that we've learned, isn't it? Fact check. Go and fact check me about Christmas. You see, brothers and sisters, 25 December is not the real birthday of Christ. I should have said that Christ, not Christmas. It's not the real birthday. For some it may come as a surprise. This is not the day that Christ was born. I know we celebrate that. I know that people come together and I'll come to that in a minute. But let's just get a few facts on the table here. We as children of God should know this. We should know that the day, even the Bible doesn't give us a particular day. It gives us a time frame around March and April where Christ was born. But it doesn't give us a day. It's not like you and me, me the 26th of August. And everybody here has got one day, but there's no day in the Bible where he says it's on the 25th, it's on the 17th of March, it's no day. And I wonder why that is so. And I, and I believe I've got the answer, is because God did not want that day to be there. And you, and you say, why do you say this preacher? Because God is a meticulous God. A meticulous god you go to the old testament and you see how they've built the temple you remember that and you go and you <coughs> excuse me you see how god has laid out the lines to be built by solomon he said every single thing needed to be and it's written in your bible how meticulous god is how meticulous how wonderful he is god doesn't miss one number not one god created the numbers He created the dates. God made the earth. Have you noticed? God said it will be day and night, and it was the first day. Day and night, and it was the second day. Am I right or wrong? I know I'm right because I'm standing on the Word. God knows the calendar. He gave us our calendar. God gave us seven days. You mess with seven days, and you mess with God's order, and you will become sick. They've tried it in France. They, say, they said in France, we're going to change. Why should we have seven days in a week? They tried to change this, and people got sick. Why? Because God is a meticulous counter so if god is so meticulous why didn't he meticulously put in the bible a day and a date that we should celebrate his birthday because that is not the message that's not the message you see if i look back over the old testament the apostles and the early church did not celebrate the birth of christ nowhere nowhere and 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 again i ask you to fact check me this morning if you come to this church, I'm going to preach you out of this word, and I'm going to preach this in spirit and truth. We need to stand on the truth. And, and it is true that none of the apostles, I don't find any of the apostles coming to this day. And, and let it be known that Christ was 33 years old when He was hanged on the cross. So they had ample time, ample time to celebrate the birth of christ and in fact if you say wait a minute they didn't know him before they were spending three years with them it's 12 24 36 let me see if i get my math right 36 36 months is that right none And and in fact, I don't find even Christ telling people when He was on earth to celebrate this day. You say, oh, but you are the green shear today. You want to take all your joy away. No, wait, hang in there. I've got great news for you today, okay? I've got good news of great joy this morning. You see, here is another fact about Christmas. It was, you know, in the, back in the day, the pagans and the Romans celebrated two holidays in December. In fact, the Egyptians celebrated a feast in December. The Babylonians celebrated a feast in December. The, the pagans back in the day celebrated in December. The Romans 2, 2, there are two of them. On the 25th of December, they celebrated Mithra, mithra was the daughter of zeus they celebrated on that day and and then there was their sun god solstice which is which is a, an offering to saturn the, uh, they believed it was the god they uh, they celebrated right through december these two things this is facts go fact check me i want to bring you the good uh, news of great joy this morning it was only in the 4th century that the 25th of December was added to the church celebrations. Only in the 4th century after Christ died, the 25th of December was added to the church celebrations. And you wonder why? I'll tell you why. It's because the, the church cleric back in the day, they, they decided that we want to grab people's attention and the whole world is celebrating these days which is around about 25th of december so let us also celebrate christ in those days and so on and we can draw the crowds and it was constantine constantine remember he came to saving grace before that he worshipped the sun cult or the sun god in in 2000 uh, 3 312 after christ he became a christian so he had all of this knowledge about that and it was under that that they started bringing it in and they said let us as christians also worship christ on the 25th of december it's not the birthday of christ wow you're a grinch Here we sit on Christmas Day and you take it all off. Let me just talk about Christmas Day for a minute or two. Where does the name Christmas come from? You see, a lot of people say it's Christ. No, it's not. It was a mass that was held for Christ in the Roman Church. That's Christ's mass. The mass of Christ. You say, but don't you celebrate Christmas? No, I don't. I don't have to hold a mass for Christ. No, no, why? Because He's my living Savior. I don't go and mass. He's my living Savior who lives in my heart every single day. Let me just tell you today, the 25th of December, if you want to call it the birth of Christ, for me, it's 365 days of a year Christmas. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 365 days of the year. When was he born? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. I know when I was born. When I was born again. Hallelujah. This we need to know. And again, I challenge you to go and fact-check these things. Nowhere. But the church grabs onto this and holds so tight to it. Let me just say today, before you say I'm a Grinch, before you get mad at me in storm, before you turn off your computer where you sit and listen, before you do that, let me just say, it's not about the date. It's not about a baby. The only thing that matters on this particular day is that Jesus Christ was born. And if He wasn't born, then we would all... Not be safe, and you can shout hallelujah to that. Hallelujah. That's what it's about you say to me but preacher it's just because you feel like that well no 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 but in fact i read to you now the account in luke but i'm going to show you the good tidings of great joy that the angel was talking about you remember this is what the angel said and let me say now at this point in the sermon it's the first time and the only time that i find that an angel preaches the gospel you say what is the great joy you see, brothers and sisters, friends, dear madam, sir, whatever you want to be called, the world wants the great joy today, but they reject the Savior. In this world today, they reject Jesus Christ. You walk through the malls and they go, Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas. And you know what? People don't even listen, they walk. I've got a credit card. I need to buy that thing. I need to pay that. I need to buy that. Ba, ba, ba. They do not want Christ. They do not want Christ. Let me say it again. They do not want Jesus Christ. Yet they say we have Christmas and we celebrate Christmas. They don't know what they're celebrating this morning. So he says here, let's just look at this. You say to me, proof. Oh, that went a little bit dim. You see, it's even that going into some kind of, there we go, we woke it up. He says, "They're good tidings of great joy. So, great joy, what is the gospel? Isn't the gospel good news? Is it? Have you, have you received the good news? Can you sit here this morning and say, praise God, I've received the good news. And for me, that brought great joy. Did the gospel bring great joy to you and your family? Well, there's a message in that, isn't it? Here it's the same. Good news, good tidings. It's the same. He says, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. And now I say to you, the first time I find, I find an angel preaching the gospel. Why do you say so, preacher? Well, look at the next verse. He says, Four. Everybody say four. four. I told you I'm going to keep you awake today. Everybody say four. He says, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. Everybody say Savior. Savior. Who is Christ the Lord. You see, my dear friends, the world today don't want a Savior. They want Christmas, but they want Christmas without the Savior. Because if you say today, praise the Lord for the Savior, then what are you saying? It's saying that you are saying that I'm lost and I need a Savior. But the world won't hear that they are lost today. No, it's so boastful and prideful and everything in themselves. They do not want to hear that I'm lost. You go to all of these self-help sessions and TED Talks, and you read all of these self-help books, and all of them goes about me, myself, and how I I can get better. Am I right? Go and fact-check me. (laughs) Hallelujah. He says, born for you is a Savior who is Christ the Lord. What is that difference, Sean, than the gospel? Isn't it right? That's the gospel. He says, I bring you good news, good tidings. What is the good tidings? The good tidings is a Savior, Christ the Lord. You see, he didn't mention anything about a manger or anything else. He says, I bring you the Savior, the Savior of the world this is so wonderful remember when mary held to herself in matthew chapter 1 verse 2 21 he says and she will bring forth a son and she will bring this is when the angel appeared to joseph you, you remember joseph he came up and he says oh man what's the people gonna say she's she's pregnant and and what are they gonna say and the angel appeared to him how wonderful angels are messengers from God and he says she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sin somebody shout hallelujah now I love the Lord that I am that people yeah people are you the people will all the people put up their hands amen he says for he will save his people from their sins Verse 22, so all was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken to the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. We sang it today, which is translated, God with us. But the world don't want God with them. They want Christmas without God. Hallelujah. Man, I can go on. Luke chapter 19, verse 8, look at this. Uh, 19 verse 8 then Zacchaeus who remember Zacchaeus that little fella you know if, if we had Zacchaeus preaching in church he, he, you know he'd come stand here we will say then I can't see you we need to put him on a box or that he can go up yeah that little fella uh, Zacchaeus stood up yeah that's wonderful isn't it? I just said it he stood up you know if he stand up we're going to say Zacchaeus stand up so that we can hear you but I'm already standing up So Zacchaeus stood up and he said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor and I've taken anything for anyone and by false accusation I restore it fourfold. That is what the gospel do to you. Restoration. And Jesus said to him, This is so wonderful today salvation has come to this house because he also is the son of Abraham for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost the angel came to these these shepherds and he says I bring you good tidings of great joy I I hope that stick in your mind in the next two weeks good tidings of great joy what is that joy Zacchaeus stand up and tell us Zacchaeus He's going to say, He said that He came to seek and to save the lost. What is the message, if you want to call it Christmas? What is the message of Christmas? It's not the baby in a manger. It is not Christ on the cross. It's the risen Christ who came to save our souls. Amen. What brings great joy? It is Him and salvation. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it's the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, for the Jew first and for the Greek. Now let me finish. I said we're going to be just an hour. I've got, I've got time. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know that that means nothing when I look at my watch. You know that. Which Jesus are you seeking? You know this morning, which Jesus are you seeking? I'm asking you a question. You see some people are seeking the baby still. The baby. He says, and then they came in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe laying in the manger. This time of the year, you find all of these little pictures of a baby in a manger. The world is fine with a baby in a manger. The world's fine today. You go everywhere, and they, that's what they put out in books and colorings and everything. It's the little crypt or the manger, and then you find the shepherds around it, and then you find Joseph and Mary, and, and somehow you find the three magi, the, the, the men from the east, which is not fitting because they were not there with, with, with that picture. But this is the picture. The world will accept that. Why? Oh, come on. What can a baby do to you? They're so sweet, chubby chubby, chub, chub. Goody 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 (laughs) goody. Babies is nice. Come on, preacher! You can't be you can't be mad at babies. I'm not mad. But you can't be terrible, but I'm not terrible. You can't. No, babies is lovely, and the world today will go. Yeah, it's Christmas. It, the baby's in the manger, and everybody goes to the manger, and that's where they stay. So if you if you are seeking a baby this morning, by all means, you will have a baby. You see, some people they seek Christ still crucified. We find him now. I want you to see these pictures. There's the little baby. And by the way, let me just say this. I, I, I was thinking about it. I was actually putting it on Facebook to our group uh, when, when I talked about today. It, it is so strange. You know, it was my birthday. You don't find me walking around with my phone on my birthday and showing my baby photos, do you? Do you? I've, I've seen none of you coming in here, in here, and you go, uh, you know, it's my birthday, and we go, happy birthday to you, pram param, happy birthday to you, pram param. And, and it's not as if you go, whoa, and there's all of these baby photos of you. Oh, look at him! He was so cute when he was just a week old, and here he was just a week old, and then he was just a week old, and then he was just a week old. Do we find that? Honestly, if we do that, you will go crazy. Why is it then that when we come to Christ, we always go back to the baby and we show the baby photos? Why is that? Because the world loves babies and they will accept Christmas with babies. But some people still want to see him on the cross. You see, we find Jesus later on on the cross. This is not a good picture, by the way. Luke 23, verse 32, there was also two other criminals uh, put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, they were crucified. They crucified Him. And the criminals, one on the right and the other hand, was left. You, You know, here we find Christ now not as a baby anymore. You know, those photos is gone. Now we find the photo of Him hanging on the cross. Blood coming out. He's torn apart. In fact, people romanticize that. He was torn apart. If you want to see the whole conversation with Jesus Christ, with the Father while He was hanging on the cross, go read Psalm 22. Psalm 22 is the conversation between Jesus Christ and God, written in prophetic way to us in Psalms. Here He says, listen to Himself hanging. You see, He's hanging there. He says, for dogs have surrounded Me. The dogs here talks about the Pharisees. The Pharisees, if you want to do your study and fact check me. That's the Pharisees. He says, The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. Those are all the Jewish people enclosed me. They wanted to kill him now. They said, Crucify him. They pierced my hands and my feet. That's not a baby picture anymore. It's a gruesome picture. I count all my bones. They look and stare at me. You know how he counted his bones? If I look down now, I can't count my bones. I'm looking at this section here, brother. How many bones can I count? I mean, have you tried that? Go and stand in the mirror this afternoon and see. One, two, three. No, you can't. The only way that I'll be able to count these bones is if I take a knife and I cut it open and I can see the white bones stick out. This is why you could count these bones. But some people today want that Christ. And you know how I find them? They walk around with, with, you know necklaces what do you call them rings um, neck rings or what necklaces with a little cross and there is christ hanging on the cross they are stuck in time they are stuck in time you know some see him as a baby now let me say the world would like to see him because the destroyer satan would like to see jesus die on the cross and be defeated and for a lot of people today he is still defeated if you walk around with a cross if you go into your house and there's a cross on the wall and there's a a figure of a man hanging there that's how you see christ that's how you see him and the world says yes he's a loser look at him he's hanging on the cross dead you say what are you talking about Or we said we're going to talk the truth here today brother I don't see Christ like that anymore you know why because the cross is empty they took him off that cross they put him in a grave and let me tell you another thing the grave is empty somebody shout hallelujah somebody shout praise the Lord hallelujah don't be shy so some people see him as a baby. How do you see him today? Some see him still hanging on the cross there. And let me tell you, brothers, and how are we going to see him? How I'm looking forward to him. You see, this is why on this day I'm not looking for a baby. I'm looking for the risen Savior. And here we find him. Here we find him. Let me also say, if you die today and you open up your eyes, whether you are saved or not, you will look him in the eyes. You will look him in the eyes and this is what you're going to see. If you die tonight and you are in Christ, you will go to heaven and you will see Him like this. You won't see a baby. You won't see Him on the cross. You will see Him like this. Can I just read to you? Just finally, and because that is my last scripture verse. Can I just read to you? Revelation 1.13, and in the midst of the seven candles, one like the son of a baby. No, one like the son of man. Clothed with a garment down to his feet, girded in his chest with golden bands. His head his uh, head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes like flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass. As it were refined in a furnace, his voice is the sound of many waters. In his hand, his right hand, he had seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp to its sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. Now, now, now the shepherds went that night. And when they came there, they saw, and you saw, I specifically said it, what they saw. They saw Joseph, they saw Mary, and they saw a baby. Did they see him like this? Did they say, oh, the baby had fiery eyes. I wonder why the baby had fiery eyes. Whoa, no. No, brothers and sisters. Let us have the good true reason of this time of the year you say to me you're a green so shall we celebrate shall we be happy of course we are and you know and and this is i'm finished with this why do i still have services why do we still talk about christmas although it's not a christian word because this is the time of the year and opportunity to preach good tidings of great joy to your friends your family this is the time of the year when everybody goes oh look at the baby and you go Can I tell you about the good tidings and the great joy that that baby brought? Can I tell you how that baby looks today? Can I tell you that that baby grew up? Can I tell you that he went to a cross and died for you? Can I tell you today that he came to save your soul? Can I tell you today that he, he, he was in debt, he was risen from the grave, he ascended on heaven? Can I tell you today how he looks and take them to revelation so yes it is a time of great joy yes if you're with your family but remember it's not about a baby in a manger it is about the risen christ amen have we learned something today is there a lot of upset people i'm gonna run this way (laughs) you can enter that way praise the lord heavenly father we worship you this morning and i thank you for your word lord which is powerful it is sharper than a two-edged sword father it cuts between bone and marrow spirit and soul and it is it is the discerner of the heart and this morning father we want to thank you for this day of celebration lord although we know the truth now today Although we know what it is all about, Father, we will still use this day, Father, to talk about Christ and about the work and the great joy that He brought. This is what this day represents for me. So, Father, we want to rejoice and praise You in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Hallelujah and Amen.